Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are live. Welcome back to today's show, Julie. Yes, thank you. It's going to be fun. Well, first of all, I need to show gratitude and say thanks to all the listeners who continue. I, you know, I'm not marveled and amazed anymore, but I'm very pleased and honored that so many of you choose to listen to us every single day, most of you. Um, and you've made this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents, probably in the world, but who knows, most definitely in the United States. And that's really phenomenal that you guys have chosen to have us be part of your lives. And we feel the same way about you. So thanks for continuing to make this the uh, number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents. We've been sort of receiving, um, well, not sort of, but we've been receiving recognition that we did not seek (laughs) about the podcast from even outside the real estate industry. The Motley Fool, as you guys might be aware, is a big investor um, website and it's well-regarded and well-respected and they named our podcast the number one um, for residential real estate agents only. they also named um, National Association of Realtors podcast as well. So that's kind of cool. You know, that's that's a good accomplishment. And as of today, or maybe it was yesterday, we've had close to 8 million um, listens in just the last recording period. What's especially amazing about that is that there are only, you know, basically arguably 2.1 or 2.2 million real estate agents, including those without, um, including those with realtor designations. Not every real estate agent is a realtor. They don't necessarily join the National Association of, Real- of Realtors. Yeah. But if you think about those sheer numbers versus the numbers of people we have listing, it's kind of, a, it's astonishing. And I often, I don't, I'm not curious why you guys listen to us anymore. I know why you do, because you're wanting unfiltered, direct, no BS information. You don't want to have anyone work on your mindset anymore and talk about all the sort of silly things that the fluff of real estate, the social networking and the branding and all the things we sort of rally against and have, by the way, for years, we've been warning all you guys that it's a complete waste of time. All those things are just silly work distractions. Um, And yet that sort of thing flourished. There was whole coaches and industries and businesses and tech companies that all essentially got into the business, all fueled by um, sort of on the same, the, living the same fantasy world that social networking and all this stuff was going to get you business. It, it just doesn't. Nothing like, none of those things were ever true. They weren't ever complete lies, but they were never, you know, even close to being completely true. For the most part, most of those things, at the end of the day, they were enhancements to what you were already doing. In other words, if you were doing social networking, like we use Facebook and we are on Instagram and Julie and I are on, you know, but what we're doing is we're pushing our podcast to all those different platforms. I don't ever read comments. We don't even participate in any of the communication. In other words, we're not engaging. Well, have we suffered from it? No. And all of our top clients, they're the same thing. And it, what happens is once you've learned how to do the real work of real estate, once you've learned how to be a proactive lead generator, how to pre-qualify, how to just do all the heavy lifting that most never most people will never learn how to do because they're too busy believing that in order for you to be successful in real estate, you have to become an Instagram star or whatever, a TikTok, you know, you guys are what I'm talking about. They don't, normal people, normal agents, the 99%, they never learn how to do the real work of real estate. Now, were they ever exposed to what you really needed to do to be successful in real estate? 
I believe that most of them weren't. And most of you guys now are realizing what we've been saying for years is true, that all those time-wasting things were just exactly what we've always said, which is time-wasting things. And now you're circling back around and you're, you know, accepting the fact that you need to actually learn real skills that people are willing to pay for. And it turns out knowing how to, you know, send a, a clever tweet wasn't it. And, and that's, I think, the reason why our podcast is going through the roof as far as listens. Our book sales are amazing. Um, it, and here's, I often wonder this. When I talk to some of you guys, um, a lot of people are reaching out to us, brokers especially. Brokers are a lot of them in absolute panic mode right now because they know they don't have the financial staying power for much longer. And they're looking for alternatives. They're looking for graceful exits out of what essentially is a, you know, a defunct business. And I always, the first thing I always uh, ask them about is what expenses they've cut and are cutting and also advising their agents to do. And I'll tell you where there's just two different paths that question normally goes down. One, they are instantly telling me that they know exactly what doesn't work for the most part and they're cutting it or have cut it already. And it's all this trendy crap that people have been essentially believing to be true over the last 10, 15 years. All the branding, all the social networking, all the Mickey Mouse goofy garbage that, again, agents waste their money on and brokerages waste their money on. Well, brokers were smart enough for the most part, the ones I talked to, to know that stuff didn't work in the first place. And they were only doing all that stuff for the sake of basically pacifying their agents. And the agents basically were thinking because they didn't, you know, they didn't know any better. They were thinking, well, I need to go with a broker that has this big social networking presence and all the rest of it. Whereas the brokers knew that wasn't where the deals came from because the brokers could track and smart agents can track and team leaders and all the rest of it. And they see that their business comes from 99% of the time direct proactive lead generation. And so if you want to do the social stuff, if you want to do the, because, you know, I get it. If you guys want to have that as a hobby, see it for what it is. But it's there to enhance the real work of real estate, not to be the real work of real estate because it's not. So unless you're learning how to be a proactive lead generator, unless you're learning, frankly, how to compete, and I mean compete in the truest sense, unless you're willing how to learning how to pre-qualify, learning how to present, learning how to negotiate, learning how to deal with you know sellers in this market and buyers in this market, unless you've learned all that stuff, don't waste your time with all the other fluffery. You can't brand your way into being successful. You can't social network your way into being successful. You can't expansion team your way into being successful and all the other things. That's not going to replace having the skill set. And unfortunately, that's a hard lesson that many of you are learning now. Um, and if you've never heard us before and you've never been exposed to the truth before, well, maybe you get a bit of a hall pass because you only came in the industry since like 09 and all this stuff had been normalized by then where people were believing you had to buy all your leads and you had to form a team and all this other stuff. So that's what had become normalized since 2009. So if you'd only been in the business since 2009 and everywhere you turned, you were running to people that were believing the same lie, well, you get a hall pass. But for the rest of you who've been listening to Julie and I, maybe on and off or consistently, or consistently for all that amount of time, maybe even read our book, right? And and maybe been in the business prior to all the fluffery entering into the space. You knew better, and yet you chose to do the wrong thing. And now what's happening is you're going to have to go back and relearn um, what you've forgotten how to do or learn for the first time what you should have learned how to do in the first place. And look, I'm being direct with you guys because that's what you expect from Jilly and I, but I'm also telling you the stone-cold truth because if you don't listen to what we're saying, What's going to happen to you in your business? You're going to accept unnecessary pain and suffering um, in your family, in your personal life. And that's what motivates me and fuels me. And I was sitting around, Julie and I were talking yesterday, a little bit after a long day. 
And I said, Julie, what is your greatest fear? And she and I said the same thing. It's not being able to effectively communicate the truth to you guys on this podcast and all of our coaching clients. In other words, for some reason, we just don't have the words or the ability to express at a high enough level what you need to hear in order for you to take action on what the truth is. And I do live in fear of that. And like the answer is always to be more aggressive and more direct and more scary. But I don't think that works. I think some of you, it just scares you guys into your foxholes. Julie? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that we are seeing a bit of a bifurcation of agents, the ones that are like, all right, I get it. I accept my new reality. I'm going to take action. What choice do I have? Let's get on with it. And then the other crowd, which are perhaps hiding out in their foxholes. And some of them are believing that we'll wake up one day and everything will be back to normal. And, you know, which is pretty clear that that's not going to go that way, but they're still living on hopium. And others of them are just in denial of everything and going with the mantra that we're just going to wait this thing out and see how it goes. But how long can you wait it out without taking action? You know, one of the exercises that we do in coaching, even when there's not a pandemic, is we look at what you've got in your savings account and we look at what it costs to run you on. And yes, you can actually figure out what it costs to run you on a daily basis. You all have a price tag because you're breathing air, you're using utilities, you put gas in your car and food in your fridge. Not to mention, you know, things like credit card payments and all the normal stuff. So when you divide your monthly outflow by 30 days, you're going to find out it costs you X amount of dollars per day to run you. It's usually somewhere in the hundreds, 300 bucks a day, somewhere like that, simply because you exist. Not because you're particularly spendy or you're doing anything weird. It's just because it costs something to run you. Well, once you have that number, you can then do some math and figure out your savings divided by what it costs to run you equals a certain date by which you will run out of money if you continue to live in your foxhole. It's that simple. And maybe that's too direct for some of you guys, but that's reality. So do that math and put a big red X on that date. And that's what you have to look forward to. Now, some of you, maybe you've done a really good job with your savings and that's two or three years in the future, maybe further. Others of you, it's like two weeks out. So you can't be hiding out. Well, so why hasn't there been... Julie and I obviously read the news every day, and we've got a lot of fun stories under the guise of what we love and what we hate. Julie found mm-hmm. one really fun. So um, the news is all starting to lean towards the idea that, guess what? No one knows what the hell's really going on. <laughs> I don't know if you guys yeah, have duh, noticed that. Right? right? I mean, it's like if no one really does know what's going on. But there's more and more information coming, on, uh, coming out, really, that there's really no clear understanding of the real health ramifications of the virus and they're still discovering well it turns out it might have this effect or it might have that effect look you and me and you know everyone else we never we're we're not really designed and it's not really our purpose to try to understand all the intricacies of you know the complexity of all the problems that are facing the planet earth right now and it's going to get worse there's no doubt about it it can't not get worse remember guys i'm trying to measure myself as to whether or not i can really be as direct with you um, on this podcast as I would be if you were sitting in front of me. So you're hearing me, you're hearing in, in, right in front of you right now, yes. me, I'm metering myself because I know sometimes if we're too direct, you guys absolutely don't, you can't deal with it. But, but here's the simple reality. The only reason that we're not in some sort of really, really nasty, obviously nasty financial thing, because we are, by the way, the whole, you know, essentially our country is, is because the Fed has pumped trillions of dollars. So what happened is I want you to imagine a balloon. Okay, and you know, this is a really good way of understanding this because it's pretty damn accurate. And we can even use it for the sake of housing, or we can use it just for the, just the, the economy on a whole. Okay, so 
this is not going to be an economics conversation, I promise you. So you don't have to roll your eyes and thinking it's going to be boring. It won't be. So imagine that balloon essentially is fully inflated. Now all of a sudden something comes along, doesn't pop the balloon, but it basically allows some air to leak out of the balloon. So the balloon now um, only functions if it's fully inflated. If the balloon is not fully inflated, it, it won't, you know, it's a helium balloon, let's say. So somebody went and let some of the helium out. Now, in order for the basic balloon to be able to rise, now it's just sort of bouncing on the ground, right? Helium, you know, doesn't have enough helium in the balloon. It's not going to be able to fight uh, gravity. It's not going to be, you know, lighter than oxygen. You guys understand, lighter than air. So what happens is the Fed steps in and the Fed reinflates that balloon with a bunch of helium so the balloon can go back to doing what it was doing. Now, the problem is, is there's still that omnipresent leak that's going on, and the Fed is going to have to step back in constantly and continue to fill that balloon. And that's what's going to go on for an, a, an absolutely unspecified amount of time, but the real answer is it's probably going to have to go on for years because the amount of uh, destruction that... So there are so many businesses and so many aspects of the economy that were only uh, existing because of all the money that was pumped into um, the economy. And I'll give you an example that hits home, housing. If there was not a federal you know, guarantee or backstop on, on mortgages, and if it were only up, left up to the free market... Um, in other words, borrowers essentially uh, being able to borrow based on their ability to repay and the banks uh, you know, loaning based on their confidence in that particular person's ability to repay. There's no federal involvement whatsoever. What would happen to the value of housing because their number of buyers that would, de- uh, would decrease? And here, another parallel. How about student loans? Everybody knows that college has become too expensive. I mean, ridiculously so. Why? Because every single human can get student loans, no matter what they're majoring in, no matter what their ability to repay, no matter what their IQ, no matter what their SAT well, scores, it's completely no, matter, demented. no matter what their AT- yeah. ACT scores are, no matter anything. Anybody can get student loans. So what do the colleges do? The colleges said, well, crap, if everybody can get student loans, we can just raise the crap out of prices mm-hmm. because it does not matter what we charge. We can always get people to pay basically want to go to our school and they can always get it paid for through student loans. The same thing, guys, has happened to literally every aspect of our economy. Every aspect. You know, car prices um, have gone up because of the, you know, the ability, uh, the people's ability to borrow money. Certainly real estate. A lot of commodity prices, maybe not so much, but that's supposedly what's coming next. So in order for our economy not to really feel like it's crashed, the Fed is having to pump trillions of dollars into the economy to keep that bubble inflated. And what's going to happen long term is eventually, in some form or another, the Fed will not, they can continue to pump uh, you know, helium into that balloon infinitum. But at some point, the businesses that were in the you know, state and local economies and the households that were just hanging on by a thread before, they're like, look at brokerages, for example, something that's near and dear to our hearts. And Julie and I talk to brokers all the time. And there's so many brokers that are talking to us about moving over to eXp Realty. And if you guys want to have that conversation with me, just text me directly, 512-758-0206. So when you look at all these brokerages that are moving over, one of the things, and again, I have these conversations, uh, I mean, just constantly now. Brokerages are the biggest surge that are moving over to uh, EXP. And by the way, the brokerages aren't necessarily telling their agents that they're having these conversations about closing their brokerage. Well, you know, essentially moving over to EXP. They're not telling their agents. They're looking for their own escape plan, all the while they're keeping the agents in the belief that, you know, the brokerage is doing just fine, where the reality of it is the brokerage is having severe financial problems and has been for a long time. 
Remember, on this podcast, we told you the fact is, is less than most brokerages have less than 3% margin. They're making less than 3%. I want you to think about that from a brokerage's perspective, from a broker owner's perspective. They're making literally no money. They'll justify keeping their brokerage open by saying, by still selling real estate, and they'll justify creating this you know, environment, this brokerage, this office, taking all these liabilities, by saying something, well, you know, the agents are covering all the expenses of the office, to which that is the worst logic ever because you wouldn't have the expenses of the office in the first place to worry about agents covering if you didn't have a brokerage. And all the money that you're making from your own pocket, it's going, you know, from your own work is going to go to your own pocket. I've had conversations with teams and expansion teams. And if you guys don't know how to really go through your numbers and look at them, trust me, I do. You can just text me and we'll talk about it. 512-758-0206. But what you'll discover is most times you are subsidizing the buyer side of the business with your listing side. Or if you're a broker, you're subsidizing your entire brokerage with your own production. Or you're giving away deals for a crappy 25% referral fee just to keep agents from quitting. You have an insane business model. It's not profitable. And the problem is is if you do not exit now, 99% of you, you're not going to have a choice but to leave disgracefully when the business fails, when essentially the Fed can no longer you know, pump the balloon full of more helium. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, it totally does. I've even talked to brokers that thought it, you know, it was normal to put your business expenses on your credit card for all yeah. of your agents. Really? Was that the plan? That's not really a business plan. So yeah, some of you are floating it with an act of desperation in hopes that things will just turn right around and somehow you're going to have your butt saved. Not likely. That's not sustainable and it's not a plan. Fortunately, you have alternatives. So do what Tim asked you to do. Text, you know, let us help you. Yeah, so um, obviously don't forget everyone to learn more about the agent bailout plan, the the, uh, SBA PPP, the SBA uh, you know, the stimulus plan, the SBA, uh, EIDL loan, the mortgage forbearance and all that stuff. Just text the word survival to 31996. And actually, it is hilarious and so much fun. Mm-hmm. All the people thanking us for having told I know. them. I, I mean, know. how That's many did you right. get today? I've got four or five in email and I'm about to be on Premier Coaching in here about probably, you know, could be a hundred more. I don't uh, know. Yeah. So you guys it's who great. are not doing what we told you to do as far as the ultimate agent survival guide, you're missing out on the uh, SBA PPP money, which by the way, it will essentially be free money. You won't have to repay it. Yeah. It's called a loan, but it's going to convert into a grant that you won't have to repay. And we tell you how to do all that on as part of the survival plan. So just text the word survival to 31996. What's the average you think your uh, agents are getting that, that are reporting to you? Mm. 25 to 35 grand maybe. Me too. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm hearing. So you guys can get a loan from the SBA PPP. We'll tell you how to do it. All of you qualify. You can be a 1099 or a W-2. And like Julie said, I'm seeing the average um, for 25 to 30 grand. It's worth doing. It's worth 20 minutes of your time. All you have to, guys, listen, do this. Don't think about this. Just text the word survival to 31996. But look, what got me on this rant was a whole bunch of calls about just the same thing over and over again. If you're a broker, it we absolutely need to have a conversation with you now. So just text me directly at 512-758-0206. And when you do, we're going to have a conversation that's going to lead most likely to you realizing that moving over to eXp Realty is the smart move. If you're just eXp curious... And you don't want to, you know, walk into the lion's den and text me. I understand. Get started by understanding how EXP works. And there's a, it's like a seven-minute video you can watch. Just text the word EXP to 31996. 
text the word EXP to 31996. Just go ahead and text the word EXP to 31996. All right, so um, what we're seeing, and anyway, to summarize all the news stories, guys, is that we're still in this sort of no one knows what's going to happen next phase. There's going to be a lot of headwind, and we're starting to see this. Remember we told you this, okay? It looks like there's going to be a really good chance that the quarantine um, did not actually solve the problem. What it did is it sort of um, lessened the blow of the initial brunt of the punch from the virus. But it looks like it turns out the old virus might have a couple counter punches that it's got in store for, um, unfortunately, the world. And that the um, country is going to stay on some quasi-quarantine, lockdown, social distancing, abnormal state for a long damn time. And I can't see any reasons to believe anything will, you know, not make that untrue, except if there's a cure for the virus. The cure for the virus predicates everything else, including a return of the economy. You, you, you yep, concur? Absolutely. So I just wanted to do a quick shout out to, I'm sorry if I screw your name up, Hagen or Hagen Cool K-U-H-L. So here's the way to take action, guys. Here's a quick report. We do this on our private Facebook page for our coaching members. He reports BPOs paid out for one month, $860, offer accepted on an REO property, all tenants paid rent, PPP loan for brokerage approved and deposited, EIDL, that's the uh, disaster loan, also confirmed and pending, meeting with a buyer tomorrow, interviewing a new agent on Friday, and spec home bill to be completed in two weeks. Well, that's a whole lot of action in one place, isn't it? Nice job. So, and that, that's not an unusual report for our coaching clients who have taken action. Uh, yesterday, we reported on one of them that made one for sale by owner call, took the listing, and I expects it to sell by this weekend. So that's because uh, you took action. That was Elizabeth Thau. All right. So I've got to get over to Premier. That was my Premier coaching alarm you just were interrupted that's by. That's horrible. Sorry. And uh, back to you. You can do oh, no, no. things we like and things we you hate. You got to do them. You got to okay. do uh, things you like because um, you have a really good one about the five-year-old. Yes. Hilarious. Okay. So I, I don't have a lot of things I hate other than there was a report that there's a, a virus-related thing affecting kids in New York now, but we don't need that uh, negativity. So we'll just go right to the positive one. Let me find this real quick. Also about a kid. Okay. Uh, also about a kid. Okay. So a Utah highway p- patrol trooper made one of the most unique traffic stops of his career on Monday. He pulled over. It, this was a like a slow kind of erratic driving SUV on the freeway. Okay. Pulls over a five-year-old boy driving his parents' SUV on I-15. Those of you in um, Utah, you know I-15 is a major freeway. Well, he, he basically got in his parents' SUV. He sat on the very front of the seat so he could reach the brakes. Then he, not only did he drive successfully through his own neighborhood, but he drove three miles to get on the freeway. When the trooper asked him where he was going, oh, this gets even funnier. The trooper notices this erratic driving. He turns on his siren and the little boy actually pulls over safely, successfully. So the officer gets out to interview him. Uh, What was your plan, little boy? And the little boy says, well, I'm going to California to buy your Lamborghini. (laughs) Well, of course, right? 
And then he proceeds to show the officer that he had $3 saved to purchase the car. In his wallet. He pulled out his wallet. wallet. He pulled yeah. out his wallet. Isn't that hilarious? It's great. Yeah. So I've got to run it. Any of you guys that have had little kids or have little kids will appreciate so that. But how scary is that? The little boy driving your yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Well, you guys hear the door closing as Julie's literally going to her office to do the premier coaching call. You guys are, who are in premier coaching, make sure you attend that live every single day. That's giving you the direct contact that you need to have all your toughest questions answered. Listen, guys, I want to learn. I don't have a things I love and things I hate, but I will leave you with this. There's, there's zero chance that all of you cannot succeed in this market to come. There's literally no chance that you'll fail if you're willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You have a 100% chance of not just surviving but thriving in this market if you learn to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You have a 100% chance of failing if you basically continue to try to fake it. If you are, as my friends in Texas used to say, if you're tall hat, no cattle. In other words, if you are not willing to learn how to help a multitude of people with a multitude of problems, which is what this market's going to be all about, then you don't deserve to succeed. You won't deserve to get that listing. You won't deserve to make any money and you won't deserve to experience the success that you otherwise could have because you did not take the time to do the real work of real estate. Is that direct enough for you listeners? And you know I'm telling you the truth, don't you? Because anytime, like there's, there are aspects of all of your lives. Maybe it's all the way back when you were in school. You know, some people have their glory days in high school and they never experience anything like that again. You know, there's lots of examples of that. Well, maybe you had some more, you know, some really highlighted experiences. Maybe it's you ran a marathon that you always thought you wanted to do. Maybe it's the getting through a tough challenge and whatever, okay? You have experiences in your life. And unfortunately for many people, there aren't that many where all the odds were against you, where even maybe your closest friends told you that you couldn't do it and maybe you ought to pursue another goal or a dream or you ought to think smaller, right? I mean, the headwinds that all of us receive whenever we start to break out of the sort of paradigm that people want to see us in, it's the, it's the crabs you know, story, right? You put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and if one of the crabs tries to escape, the other crabs will pull that crab back into the bucket. And we've actually seen that before. So... That's what most of our lives are like. We are constantly thinking about, well, is it time for me to escape from this bucket? And you're fine, you're you know, constantly being pulled back in. And sometimes it's not literally something physically pulling you back in. It's something emotionally pulling you back in. Or it's something psychologically that's pulling you back in. But all these things, the freedom from all these things is realizing that you have free will. You have a choice. You can choose how you're going to react. You can choose how you're basically what your every single you know waking moment is going to be. You can choose essentially what impact you have have on other people on planet Earth. You can choose at what level of service. And I mean it in the truest sense, not you know what the overused word service. And everyone says I provide great service. What does that exactly mean? It doesn't really mean anything. I'll tell you what great service is: is when you are faced with a seller that's near underwater, or underwater in their house. They have to sell the house. Maybe they don't have a job and they're looking to move across, you know, to another state. They just have enough money to move. They have three little kids. You know, it's a, everything is against these people. Every single financial bad news thing these people are experiencing, and they're near underwater or they're underwater on their house, so more than it's worth. I know for a fact that ninety percent of you wouldn't know what the hell to do, and you basically probably wouldn't have gone on that listing appointment in the first place. Let alone once you got there, you probably just would have turned tail and ran because you don't know how to help that seller. You don't deserve to be in the business if that's your skill set. If you're, The limit of your skill set is 
just going in there and basically social networking and you know being the it's like a fashion show right it's like a pretty a, a beauty contest in a in the past market it was about who you knew in this new market it's about what you know right now if you can combine who you know with what you know then you're unstoppable and that's what we teach you to do at this coach at our coaching company that's our focus we don't want you just to do one thing. We want you to learn how to do the smart things, the things that are going to put money in your pocket and help you to help people the fastest. We want you to do those things first, and then we add the other things later. But what most of you will realize is that you'll never want to add the other things because the real work of real estate is it's what earns you the real money. And that's what you want to focus on. You'll realize how silly some of the other things are that so many other agents do. And by the way, it's not just agents. It's business owners in general. You know, If you see a business fail, when you see a restaurant fail, you know, then all businesses have a staggeringly high failure rate. You had the you know global pandemic and this global depression turning into, and we hope it will turn into depression. You're going to see businesses fail like never before. You got to at your core wonder what they did wrong, don't you? What is it that they should have done that they didn't? And you know, if you drill down, you know you're going to say, well, they didn't have good enough product, or they didn't necessarily change with the times, and maybe their menu was obsolete, or maybe they didn't cater to their you know neighborhood the way they should have. All these things are true, right? But really, at the end of the day, it's because they got complacent and because they didn't do what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level, right? They didn't really adapt to the new market, whatever that was that caused them to fail. It doesn't have to be a restaurant, right? It could be any kind of business. It's because they didn't adapt. They didn't change. They got stuck in thinking in a certain way and they never moved forward. You're like that right now, aren't you? And that's the sad part because unless something like Julie and I come in the way of your essentially obsolete thinking, you're not going to change. And you know it's true, don't you? It's sad and it's true. So why don't you do something about it? Why don't you actually accept the fact, and, and this is would be the basis of a good place for you to essentially allow yourself to clear the mental and emotional decks, right? Accept the fact that everything that you are doing in your real estate business is obsolete, won't work, or at least won't work at the same level. Every single thing you've done for the past, say, since 2007, and most of you haven't even been in business that long, right? You've only been in business since like 2015, 2016. So you have no idea what it's going to be like. None. And don't listen to people say it's going to be like the recession, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like that. No, it's not. It's going to be completely different because this is a completely different thing than what we've ever experienced before. You can still survive. You not just survive, but you can thrive and then you can profit provided you're willing to set your ego aside, set your laziness and complacency aside and say, it's time for me to go back to school. It's time for me to actually learn what I needed to learn in the first place. Maybe I didn't realize that I'd skipped a whole bunch of necessary learning in order for me to be long-term successful. But now I'm listening to Tim and Julie. Maybe I've read their book, right? And I'm realizing there's a lot of gaps in my you know, education. And I'm going to go back and fix those gaps. Do that urgently. Do that now. Do that yesterday. Do that intensely. Step away from the Netflix, right? And start focusing all your best energies on learning how to survive and thrive and really compete and kick serious ass in this market. And you've got to do it now. You've got maybe realistically 60, 90, maybe 120 days. We're going to go through what's going to hopefully feel like a little mini boom in the um, you know real estate market. But after that, guys, we're going to be in something that no one's ever experienced before, including Julie and I. I mean, we've never lived through some sort of massive global financial reset like what appears to be coming our way. You know, and it is what it is. We're going to we're going to make it. We're going to survive. We're going to adapt. We're going to change. We're going to be right there with you. So we're your wingman if you choose for us to be. Look, I want to talk with all of you guys about EXP when you're ready. And there's no doubt in my mind. I was listening to a great interview yesterday between uh, Spencer Raskoff, 
love or hate Zillow, the guy's a, you know brilliant, and he uh, was brilliant CEO of Zillow through some really troubled times. Really smart guy. And then Brad Inman, who you guys know, we've known and you know cared for for since the '90s. So Brad's interviewing Spencer, and they're talking about all the kind of things that I'm talking with you about. Um, this is over on Inman News Features if you want to read it or listen to it rather. It's just a little 17 minute podcast, you know. And one of the things that they're talking about is they're talking about like, what will business look like? How will business change? What will change about how people will do business? And we can throw darts at a board all day long. It's kind of obvious that, you know, people are really going to be dependent on mediums like this, podcasting, and they're going to be dependent on, you know, Zooms and all these different things. I mean, Zoom right now, the stock is worth more than I think all three domestic automobile uh, manufacturers, GM, Ford, Chrysler. I heard some statistic like that this morning. I don't remember what it was, but it's shocking, right? So the whole world is going to start accepting the fact that that's how they want to do business virtually in essence. And here's another little interesting thought, and I'll go back to telling you what I learned from that interview, is that it's probably going to be perceived as rude, how about this for a crazy thought, to offer uh, your hand for someone to shake, right? How screwed up is that going to be? All these social distancing things are going to change how we all connect with each other physically, mentally, emotionally, even after there's a vaccine for the virus, which hopefully happens you know, sooner than later, you know. On the best case scenario, it's the end of the year. The realist case scenario is a year and a half. And now some people are even going as far out as saying two to five years. God, I hope that's not true. That's just horrible if it's true. Well, so in that time, everyone's behavior is going to change. Little kids like you know our daughter Zoe, she's going to grow up thinking social distancing is what you're supposed to do. You guys, you're going to see all these changes. Are you going to adapt? Are you going to feel like a fish out of water for the rest of your life because your hand, you know, in a world where shaking hands is perceived as being rude or, or at least being inconsiderate, right? I mean, who knows how it's going to be perceived? There's going to be all these social distancing, you know, self-proclaimed, you know, police out there who are going to turn people in and just all this stuff is going to happen. It's already happening. So there's going to be all these, you know, fissures basically in, in society that aren't going to ever go back together. They're going to change and they're going to grow into something else. It's going to be fascinating. So back to this interview. So Spencer was talking with Brad about the companies that are going to evolve, change, and the real estate sectors that are going to dominate. And guess what they're both answer that they agreed to? EXP Realty. They said EXP Realty, without a doubt, is going to flourish at higher levels than certainly any of their traditional franchises or bricks and mortar brokerage locations. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say without sounding snarky, but no shit. It's the best business model that's in that's, you know, essentially real estate's ever seen. For the sake of brokerages and for the sake of agents, for the sake of all of you, you guys need to take a hard look at this because it really is the way forward. It's the way forward on so many different levels from a cost perspective, from a, frankly, from a making money perspective, from a multiple streams of income perspective. The brilliance behind the EXP business model is like nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, I'm jealous of the brilliance behind it. I wish Julie and I would uh, would have thought of it. The the layers of, um, you know, the layers of brilliance, really, sorry to use that word for a third time, are just overwhelming. When you look at the revenue share, you look at how the caps work, you look at how the commission splits work, you look how the technology works. They have a really cool thing called the, you know, the icon program, where in essence, you get your cap back. I mean, the different layers of um, intelligence that went into designing this thing are absolutely perfect for this, for this business, for, for, you know, for the real estate industry. And our business, by the way, is the same thing, right? Julie and I have always been online. 
Uh, all of our coaches are virtual. All of our training is virtual. It's always been that way. And we have this uh, platform where the information is designed specifically, our content's designed specifically for focusing on sellers, which is where every single one of you are going to have to migrate to if you expect to survive and thrive in this market. You're going to have to make sellers uh, your priority, learning how to list, age, uh, list houses. And we're the only coaching company that does that at the level that we do. But the moral of the story is these are the types of thoughts that you want to start welcoming in your head because then you start realizing that there is a place for you in the future. You're not going to be obsoleted. You are going to find a home. It's just going to be a different one. You know, you're maybe old brokerage where you'd walk in and there'd be, you know, Ruby sitting at the front desk and there'd be the whole dry erase board. And, you know, their nasty old coffee machine that's got 17 flavors of God knows what growing on it. Right. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. The printer that never quite works. The conference room that needs new furniture is needed since 1976. Maybe there's a sort of a, a, a connection you have to that. You know, I, I've certainly been in a billion real estate offices and even the ones that are on the West Coast, they're high tech, all glass and everything's white. I mean, they still have sort of this, it feels this obsolete sort of feel to it now when you look at eXp Realty. When you walk into eXp Realty, well, you don't walk in, you're virtual, you are an avatar, you are in eXp world, you're experiencing this thing called Verbella, you're essentially able to interact with people all over the country, you know, 28, almost 30,000 agents, the United States, Canada, um, Australia. It's incredible. And that is the future. So obvious that it's the future that once you see just a little bit of information on it, once you see what it is and you see it, you can't unsee it. And when you start seeing yourself in that environment, when you start seeing yourself making the multiple streams of income, you realize that's the direction forward for you. Um, and then you start to feel calm because you now have a direction forward and you're sharing the experience with tens of thousands of other people who are also going through this whole metamorphosis at the same time, right? That's what you guys need to attach yourselves to. The ones that are going to suffer the most, and I told you guys about the conversation I had with Julie yesterday, are be the ones that you know we cannot effectively communicate with because you guys aren't listening. You guys don't hear what we're saying because you choose not to hear it. And I'll tell you the recurring theme with these calls I've been having, constant calls I've been having in texts and emails. The recurring theme is you guys are waiting for things to return to normal. You're hoping and praying that all of a sudden you wake up tomorrow and this has all been a bad dream and it's now 16, you know, it's, it's late February again, okay? It's, that's, that's it. You popped in a time machine, you've gone back a couple months and you just want to stay there. You're the ones that are going to suffer the most because you're going to stay in that state of, you know, essentially that inner, that, that in the middle state of not being quite attached to the reality of today, not preparing for what's coming. You're going to be living in your mind and your emotions and then unfortunately in your finances in the past. And you're going to lose. And you're going to lose in profound ways. And you're not going to get that time back. The, the days, the weeks, the months, the years. Um, and none of us are getting younger. So you're going to boil away, burn away just thousands of hours of your life that you could have been you know, spending working on a bigger, brighter future for yourself and your family had you been willing to let go of the past. And I know that's the hardest thing in the world to do. It's harder the older you get as I'm learning, right? And so are you guys are learning it right along with me. Um, but the truth is, is we all have to accept that. The world is going to move forward with or without us. We might as well do it with, right? So stop waiting for the uh, you know old normal to return. It's not going to. Stop listening to people that say the same kind of lie about things are going to return to the way they were. They're not. They can't. It won't. There'll, there'll be a, a different version of it. 
something that if you accept it, you might find you like it better. You might find that you like the opportunities to help people. Maybe you find that you're making not just a little bit more money, but a lot more money in the you know intervening years in the between now and, and the post-pandemic world, which hopefully, like I said, you know, no more than 18 months out. You guys understanding where I'm coming from? So we'll all get this together. We'll all go through this together. We're all going to experience this together, and we'll all get through this together, provided that you stay close. And I tell all of you guys when you guys text me, I always end with stay close. Stay close and be willing to hear what you don't want to hear because we are going to keep ourselves in the mode of doing what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it at the highest level so that ultimately on the other side of this, we're all going to be sitting you know, at the beach, you, me, Julie, you know, you guys are going to watch Zoe play in the sand. She likes to play, you know, sand angels, this little tiny things laced in the sand starts you know, covering herself from head to toe, right? It's fine. Maybe she's going to be a Navy SEAL one day and she's going to like getting sandy. But we're going to be at some place in the future where all of us are going to be sitting on a beach and we're going to be having a very nice glass of whatever your favorite cool beverage is. And we're going to all be very thankful that we took the actions that maybe we weren't ready emotionally to take today. But we did it. And as a result of that, our futures were a thousand times brighter. Our futures were something we never could have imagined because we did what we didn't want to do and we didn't want to do it at the highest level. Now, you guys get it? That's what this is all about. That's what our mission is all about. And whether we have that experience with you physically or it's just mentally, right? We just imagine that. It doesn't matter. Allowing Julie and I and our coaching company to be part of your future, to be the catalyst, hopefully, to make it so that you know you guys have completely different trajectories with your lives. Not just your life, but the life of your family, your loved ones, your grandchildren. You can create a legacy from what you create during this time of change. Remember, guys, the greatest fortunes in history, the greatest fortunes in the history of man have always been made during the greatest times of change. There are very, the easiest opportunity for you to make money and to make a difference is doing it now. You know, during disruption, people have to shift their behavior. You know, the, you, for example, people, I saw Julie doing uh, Pilates and yoga online yesterday. You know, she's doing, and uh, like if she does that for, we're in quarantine here in uh, Puerto Rico for another month, basically. And she's going to have done Pilates and yoga every single day, watching videos on, you know, YouTube or whatever, taking online classes. What's that going to do to the yoga studios? What's that going to do to the, the idea that people are going to want to go back to having those experiences again? I don't know. I mean, some of it's social. I get it. But a lot of it is just a hassle. And then you run the risk of, guess what? Bringing home a virus that's going to affect your family. Like I think about our little daughter. You know, she was coming home almost every two weeks from her school with, you know, some sort of sickness, right? Some sort of plague and infecting all of us, you know, in we have my 80 year old uh, mom lives with us. And so there are always these constant issues and worries from this normalized life of Zoe going to this school. Well, Julie's been sitting down with her every morning and she's been doing all of her schoolwork. Grand, she's in kindergarten, but they're already doing division and she's doing it in Spanish. How crazy is that? So they're doing that every day. And it takes about an hour for Zoe to go through all of her schoolwork. And yet she was in, you know, she was in kindergarten for what, six hours a day? What the hell is she doing with the other five hours? Does that even make sense anymore? You can rationalize, well, she's socializing, learning how to play with other kids. Yeah, well, isn't that what parks are for? I mean, can't she get that? Do we really have to see what I'm saying? So the behavioral changes are, you can't even predict what they're all going to be. But don't fight them. Don't, don't wrestle in your mind with them or be emotionally conflicted about them. Just accept it's the evolution of things. And the other thing that really shifts in you know a big period of disruption is how business does business. How businesses can do business. 
And we, we've talked endlessly on our podcast about that. But how are you going to do business differently in this time of disruption? You're going to have to change. You're going to have to adapt. One of the core fundamental things you have to do, and this is job number one, is not learn how to make you know video tours, not how to do all the other things. Your number one job, quite simply, is going to be able to learn how to be a listing agent. That's it. There's not a more valuable skill that you can have right now than learning how to proactively go after sellers, price them to sell, and get paid on your listings. That is job number one for all of you who are listening. All of you who are listening who care to be in business in six months, let alone six years. Are you listening, coaching clients, future coaching clients? So these are the types of thoughts that I beg for all of you to gravitate towards because it's going to make it so you feel less stress because you're going to feel once you let go of the past, let go of some you know romantic notion of things returning to quote unquote normal, let that go out of your life, you're going to feel remarkable. You will. I bet you listening to me right now, as you are starting to see yourself in this new future, as you're starting to feel the feelings of being in this future place, I bet you started to feel a little bit more relaxed, didn't you? See? That's the benefit of letting go of the past. If you stay in this middle zone where you're basically hoping you know, and praying and not knowing what's going on and not taking any actions and not learning, the insecurity and the feel, fear you feel is your body's natural reaction to knowing that you are not prepared for you know, the storms that are coming. And, and many of you aren't. So look, guys, Julie and I have made a commitment to each other. I'm making a commitment to you here on May 5th. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way, that we are going to be even more direct with you. We're going to even be more unhinged with you because we cannot leave a man behind. No matter what, Julie and I do not want to have any of you experience any of the horribleness of hardship that comes from the type of history that we find ourselves in. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the worst aspects of life seem to find legs in an environment like what we're in now, not just from the health pandemic, but from the economic pandemic that follows. All the worst qualities of man, the true heart of darkness, they start to manifest in, in this type of world that we're in right now out of sheer desperation and people's fear. That's what we're going to start experiencing. Direct enough with you or for you listeners? Are you listening? Am I helping you? You know, Julie and I put a lot of heart and soul into this podcast. We put a lot of heart and soul in everything we do in our coaching company and all of our books. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What actions are you going to take? That's the question I'm going to leave with all of you guys today. Feel free to text me your answer, and I'll share it on the podcast tomorrow, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, all of you need to be texting the word EXP to 31996, or if you're ready to join, you don't want to, you just basically want to essentially join EXP right away or have a serious conversation about moving your brokerage, your team over, text me directly. It's 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, thank you sincerely for continuing to make this the number one listen to podcast. God bless. Have a great day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.